Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thank you for tuning in. It has been absolutely bonkers, hasn't it? The whole COVID-19, things are shutting down. Uh, University, my university classes for the rest of the semester have all been switched to an online format. So all my midterms, my final exams, everything is in class. Gyms are shutting down. Like it's just, it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. And with this is obviously coming paired with so much stress and uncertainty. So the topic for the day is stress, what we can do to manage ourselves in stress, because this notion of managing stress is kind of an illusion because we can't manage the stress that comes in, but we can manage our reactions and we can also minimize certain types of stress that we're dealing with, which we're going to talk about um, which I'm, I'm so passionate about talking about this subject because it's pertinent. It's pertinent not just now, but it's pertinent in our everyday lives. So let's talk about what stress actually is. Now, stress is a very broad term, but in short, stress is the perceived threat that we have. So it's psychological stress that we perceive that creates a physiological response. Now, it's really important to remember that stress is the perception. It's it's the perception of a threat. It's not necessarily a real logistic threat, like in danger of our lives, we're in danger of our lives, but it's the perceptions that we have about different situations that cause this stress response. Now, our stress response, I feel like stress gets a really bad rap, first and foremost. Like, you know, people have uh, this desire to reduce everything down and to say cortisol is bad or this is bad, but our stress response is essential for our life. We have evolved with our stress response. We need our stress hormones. We need the things that happen when we're in a stressful situation, like increased inflammation or decreased digestion, all because these things help us to stay alive and to act in the moment of stress. It's very important to understand that. If you get cut from, say, something bites you, Inflammation happens as a way of responding to that event. That's really important. If we're running away from something, 
our digest our digestion set, shuts down because blood is shunted away from our gut it goes to our extremities it helps us to fight or flee like these things are really really good they're helpful in acute phases so as time has evolved the acute responses that we have are staying with us longer than they need to, which leads to these negative consequences in our body that everyone talks about. So the acute bouts of stress are not the issue, it's the prolonged chronic stress that's an issue. It's the chronic inflammation, it's the chronic inhibited digestion, it's the chronic inhibited reproductive system, it's the hormone cascade that happens when we're in a stress bond, response it's the prolonged period of that that makes such a negative impact on our body not the stress response in general so i wanted to clear that up that cortisol is great inflammation is great all of these things are are great they aid our body in survival in acute bouts but when they become chronic that's when the issue happens So again, a stress response is turned on when our brain perceives a threat, whether real or imagined. So stress is much different today than I guess it it would have been when we, as we evolved. We've always had psychological stress, but now it's becoming more and more. And now we're no longer fighting for our lives through famine or being chased in the wilderness or, you know, all, all of these things that would have caused stress, but we're encountering stress every single day that's more psychological. And the problem with this is that we're not dealing with it properly. We're keeping that stress with us instead of letting it be this acute, small, short thing that happens and then getting on with our day. We're keeping that with us. There is a neuro-ophthalmologist named Mithu Steroni, amazing woman. I'm going to be quoting some of the research that she's done or some of the, the things that she talks about. And one of the things that really stood out for me, and of course, being in a, a psychology major degree path. I learn all about the brain and stress. And and so I, I really love that. But she relates it in a way that we can relate it to our lives and use it every single day to manage ourselves when we're experiencing stress. So her main thing is she says, never relax after a stressful event. So remember, it's our perceived threat that causes stress. And when we ruminate on something, when we replay something over and over in our mind, this stress response continues to linger and our perceptions become distorted. If we're in a stressful situation, she gives the example of fighting, having an argument with your boss, and that stressful situation lasts five minutes and you leave the room and then it's over when you leave the room, that's not too bad, right? You have a couple of those a day and your total stress for the day is not high. But 
if you leave the office and you continue to replay that argument over and over and over again for the next hour or two, that five minute stress now becomes an hour long or two hours long and our total stress response for the day stays in that chronic long-term position which has all of these damaging negative effects that we hear so much about. Not only that, when we're in a state of stress, we are on high alert. So the majority of our rational thinking, our rational thinking comes from our prefrontal cortex. That is our executive of the brain. It orchestrates everything. Now that is required when we need to make rational decisions is for us to be thinking and acting from this prefrontal cortex. But when we're in high alert, we're acting from a different part of our brain called our limbic system, which has our amygdala. And that's our fear response that's activated when we're in fear or fight or flight. And we're not able to make rational decisions. Again, When we're in high alert, this is good in small amounts because we would need it to like go, like run away or fight or do whatever we need to do. But the problem is we're not recovering and our brains are staying in this high alert state for too long. And thus our ability to think rationally or make long-term goals is drastically reduced and inhibited. So we need to get out of this high alert state. This is why Dr. Steroni says never relax after a stressful event. So she mentions after a bout of intense stress to engage in something that takes your mind off what you just went through so your attention can switch. This is not a long-term strategy to deal with the stressful event. This is just for that moment because remember, we need to get out of that stress response as quickly as possible. And then later on, when you start to think about that argument, say, it'll be okay because you can come from it from a more rational place when you've had time to relax and to get out of that that stress response. But if you're staying in that stress response, then your ability to think rationally completely goes out the window. So in that moment, you need to do something that is so attention grabbing that you can no longer think of that stressful event. She suggests like an active game like Tetris or low impact, low intensity exercise Because high intensity exercise, as I've talked about many times before, creates a lot of stress. So you don't necessarily want to engage in, you know, a HIIT workout right after a stressful event or smash your body in the gym when it's going to create even more stress and even more cortisol. That's not good. But doing something like an active brain game, going for a nice long walk, those are ways that we can shift our attention off of the stressful event and get back to a more rational place of thinking. However, I'm going to mention about walking. If you go on a walk and you call your girlfriend 
and you're complaining the whole time about what just happened with an argument that you had, not so great. Or if you're spending the whole time walking and you're ruminating on the argument or what just happened that's caused stress, that's also not helpful either. So it really matters that we get ourselves out of this place of replaying this stressful event over and over and over again. Because like I said, the brain doesn't understand that our body is no longer in that stressful response because we're still in it mentally, psychologically. We're still in that stressful response. And so our body follows suit and our physiology stays in that stress response. Our brain stays on high alert. Those hormones are affected. You know, little bouts of cortisol are fine, but when it's elevated for a long period of time and becomes chronic, then it's not great. You know, like I said, inflammation in little bouts is fine, but when we have increased inflammation for a long period of time, then it causes an issue. So that is one of the things that she suggests after a stress response is to immediately do something that shifts your focus away from that stressor. Now, there are many different kinds of stress. And some stresses are good and some stresses are not so good. Stress in short bouts is totally fine and then we need to get out of it. But when the stresses that aren't good are the stresses that we can control, essentially. So there are things in life that happen to us, like this COVID-19 thing, where we have absolutely no control over that actual stress. We don't control whether our offices are going to be shut down or universities are switching to online or schools are shutting down or gyms are shutting down and people are losing money and businesses and the economy is being affected, we can't control this. We can control how we respond to it and how much fear we allow to give into it. We can also control things that are self-imposed. So this is the kind of stress that I coach my clients on all the time because regular stresses of everyday life, the uncertainty of life, those are always going to happen. But the self-imposed stress, I think, is the worst because we do have control over it. And often this is the stress that we give into the most and that affects us the most on a chronic level. For instance, coming back to the replaying an argument over and over again in your head, that's a self-imposed stress. You're choosing to ruminate on something. So if that is causing you stress where it's staying on a chronic level, then that's what you need to address. If you're doing things in life that are self-imposed or thinking things that are self-imposed that are causing you so much stress then those are the things that you need to address first and foremost. And there's lots of little self-imposed stresses that we engage in every single day. And like 
cognitive resources, so like our our brain power, our brain only has the ability to do so much or think so much at one time, when we overload it, then we actually regress in performance. The same is true for stress. All these little self-imposed stresses start to build up and eventually we just break and we can't deal with any of them. And they might be small, but now we're in a place of chronic elevated stress because all of this has built up. And if we're not dealing with those acute bouts of stress, our brain stays on high alert, we're not able to think rationally, then one little thing happens and it completely sets you off. So what we need to do is we need to take those self-imposed stresses and we need to start to, to drain that bucket to make room for the stress of everyday life that's going to happen naturally to come in, but for us to think rationally so we're not overloaded with all of this stress. Of course, because this is a health and and fitness podcast, I like to relate all these little self-imposed stresses back to how we view food and exercise and our body because this creates a ton of chronic low-level stress in people. If you're always worried about what your body looks like or you're always worried about what food you're going to eat or how much exercise you're going to do. And it's creating all of this stress inside of you. Then slowly but and surely that stress is going to build up and continue to build up. These are the things that we need to let go of. These are the things that we need to address because they're making the quote unquote bucket spill over and we have no control over it. But we do have control. We do have control to a certain degree, especially with these self-imposed stresses. But we need to step back and we need to get our brain out of this high alert state by doing something like Dr. Steroni suggested, like doing an active brain game or going for a walk or There's so much research on meditation and calming ourselves down and really figuring out what are these self-imposed stresses that are causing me to not be able to deal with regular life stresses so well. Like what can I get rid of in my life that's causing me undue stress? Journaling is a really great way to get your thoughts out and figure out what are your specific triggers for this chronic elevated level of stress because they're they're going to be different for everyone. But for example, I'll I'll give you some of personal stories for me and my self-imposed stresses that I really struggle with that I need to let go of. Exercise is one of them, right? Exercise is great, but when I'm worried about how much exercise I'm going to do or what kind of exercise I'm going to do because I'm still trying to, you know, get my second period and I can't do too much because that will affect it. But then I get stressed out about not doing too much and that feeds off of itself instead of just taking a step back, figuring out 
what my body needs for each day and how I'd like to move it in a way that makes me feel energized, not like completely worn out. And then that's going to look different. So I need to come at a place of trust, come from a place of trust for my body with exercise instead of being so stressed out about it. Food is another thing when I was really struggling with stomach issues and severe pain. Food was a huge source of stress for me. And there are different things that we need to do that I needed to do in order to combat that self-imposed stress and to take a step back and to realize that not everything was hurting my body, but that I needed to pay a little bit more attention, not to stress out about it, just to pay more attention. And we have all of these little self-imposed stresses that it, they really just feed more and more and more and grow. I see it in university so much within myself, within other people. There's so much competition. The anxiety is tangible. It's a very stressful environment to be in at the UFC in particular. And, you know, we there's so many students that have this unrealistic expectation that they're going to get, you know, straight A's all the way through university. And they're putting an extreme amount of pressure, aka stress, on themselves to achieve these unrealistic standards and when they don't get them they're completely overwhelmed and stressed and depressed that they haven't met these unrealistic expectations so that self-imposed stress is the unrealistic expectation of assuming you should quote unquote be getting straight A's all through university that is not so that is not so at all. These are the things that we need to combat. These self-imposed stresses that we put on ourselves, because most of the time they're completely unrealistic. It's unrealistic to think that you are going to be an all-star in the gym five days a week for your entire life. You're going to have off days. It's unrealistic to think that your diet is going to be quote-unquote perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect diet and that food and having the what you perceive to be the perfect diet is going to give you the body that you desire and that all of your dreams are going to come true as a result. That's an unrealistic expectation and a fantasy, but it creates so much stress because we never actually achieve it. And even if we think we do achieve it, then it's gone in an instant because we're always moving on to the next best thing and Generally, when we're coming from a place of stress, we're never really satisfied anyways, are we? So these are the things that we need to really take hold of and to focus on, especially in a time of stress like we're going through right now with COVID-19, where it's something that we cannot control. We need to be vigilant about getting rid of the self impose stressors to make room for the uncertainty that comes with a situation like this. Now is not the time to be stressing about how you're going to get your workout in because a gym is closed. 
that is not the time to stress. Go in your basement and work out. There are ways for you to get a workout without going to a gym. Go for a walk for crying out loud. If it's cold, march on the spot. Like, don't let something so trivial in the grand scheme of life completely impair your ability to deal with stressful events that come up that you have no control over. So that's kind of my spiel for the day talking about stress. Let's go over what we can do once more. So like Dr. Steroni said, when we're in a stressful, that acute stressful bout, we need to combat it by shifting our attention. We can do that by engaging in a mental activity that is more attention grabbing than our stressful event. You can go for a nice long walk or a light jog as long as you're not spending the whole time ruminating on what you're stressed about. Stay away from high intensity exercise because that creates more of a problem. And then start to really think about what these self-imposed stresses are that you have and how you can slowly start to weed the ones out that really don't need to be there. And you can get a better sense for what these are when you spend some time journaling and when you're able to think rationally when your brain is not in high alert. And in order for it to be not be in high alert, you need to do some of these activities to shift your attention. Because if you stay ruminating on something, your body may be leaving the stressful event, but your brain isn't. And so your physiology is going to follow whatever is going on in your brain. Anyways, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and take care. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.